You are listening to Curious Cat, a podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. And I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week to examine what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. How are you this week? I hope you're well. I'm really glad you're here. I feel a little tense, like in the back of my neck and shoulders, like I've been bracing myself for something. So before uh, I hit record, I lit an incense match. I did some stretches and I am grateful to be in this space with you right now. Today, we're talking about a couple topics that seem very appropriate and slightly uh, disconnected, but they relate, I promise. Let's get into it, shall we? The first is spiritual hygiene. Don't worry, I'll explain what it is if you're, it's a mystery to you. We don't think twice about showering after we exercise or brushing our teeth a couple times a day. Those routines are ingrained in us, but what about our spiritual hygiene? The sweeping off of energy that isn't ours and maybe taking back the energy we've spread out all over the place when we've been interacting with the world. Spiritual hygiene goes mostly neglected, doesn't it? It takes a backseat to all the rest of our adult responsibilities. If you attend church or meditate regularly, you're on top of it. But that's not me most of the time. I am afraid. I'm trying to change that. So is it You know, the pursuit of daily spiritual hygiene necessary? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Picture it this way. You're coated in sticky tape. And as you interact with others, whether it's online or out in public for work or school or just commuting, just taking a walk around your neighborhood, you attract energy. And it sticks to you. And soon you're coated in metaphorical fuzzies. Just energies that aren't yours. And notice I'm not saying positive or negative. I'm not laying a judgment on that energy. It's just energy you haven't given permission to be a part of you. And it can have a real impact. When I run errands, I return home often tired. I have a little headache, um, grumpy, I'm edgy. And if I spend time on social media, the same thing can occur. So as a result, I'm learning to become more proactive, and I'll get into that later. But for now, I'm going to go over some ways, mostly free, a lot of them are free, and very simple ways to cleanse your energy. But remember, our living space also needs a regular spiritual sweep. I mean, you may live in a tight quarter with, um, you know, in a dorm or an apartment or share your room with a sibling. It's a constant stream of energy that's butting up against yours. And that vibing, even if you're vibing with it, it's a positive energy. It can take a toll. So it's not just necessarily this conversation is for the introverts versus extroverts. It's for all of us because it's energy that you did not give permission to interact with yours. So it is taking a toll on some level. And it's imperative that you take care of this. So spiritually sweeping yourself 
There's really simple ways to do it. One of the quickest and easiest is to yawn. Yeah, simple, right? I notice when my dog is stressed out or frustrated because maybe he thinks I'm late to take him for a walk or feed him. He often stretches. He does the downward dog yoga pose and he yawns. And there's this biochemical reaction that happens inside of us when we yawn, a release of calming hormones that washes over us. If you aren't tired, just initiate the action of a yawn and your body will kick in. And as you do this, this yawning action, exhale and just release that energy. Another method is to, um, it's a micro meditation. If you don't have time for the full you know, 30 or 40 minute dive into meditation. This is a micro meditation. It's a quick visualization. I'll demonstrate it. Maybe if you need a little reset right now, if you're not driving, then give it a try. Close your eyes and picture a white light coming from above you. Then let that white energy, that white light wash over your head down your shoulders, down your arms to the tips of your fingers, down your torso and spine, through your hips and circling through your hips, and then down each of your legs to your knees and your shins, both your shins and your ankles, your feet, and then out your toes, and into the earth. Let that white light surround you and imagine any darkness inside of you leaching out and evaporating into the white light. Okay, you can open your eyes. It's a little better, right? It feels like you released something that wasn't yours. I hope it helped. So that's the micro-meditation. Another effective way to sweep yourself spiritually is to laugh. You've heard the saying, laughter is the best medicine. Well, it's been proven. Laughter is good medicine. It triggers tangible physical changes and boosts positive energy. It also repels negativity. You might feel fake and a bit ridiculous forcing forcing yourself to laugh. But within moments, those laughs will be genuine. That scene in Mary Poppins comes to mind. Remember the house that Bert and Mary visited and the song that that man there sang? I love to laugh. Well, I'm not going to sing it here, don't worry. But um, every time I watch that scene, no matter my state of mind, I am soon chuckling like, Right along with all of them, I'm laughing, belly laughing. And when I stop, I feel emptied out, just clear and spiritually reset. It's the same impact a good cry can have on you. Maybe that's why sometimes when people are down, they, including me, we like to watch the a sad drama movie and you cry and you empty it out. That's a spiritual reset, isn't it? So the song in Mary Poppins is a good example, but it can be any music. That's another way to vibrate higher and um, reclaim your energy and reset. 
music and dancing. Play music, and if you've got a bit of privacy, privacy dance, and your pets and your plants do not count. But if you lived in cramped quarters, like, a, or you're commuting on a bus or a train, just dream music and close your eyes. Then picture colors moving, bursting, shrinking, and circling to the sounds. Release the tension in the back of your neck, behind your eyes, along your hairline down your spine, and then clench your muscles, like hold them tight just for a few seconds and then release. Feels better, right? Saging is a great method for a pretty quick spiritual reset. It's funny because often around the house, I'll go, I feel like the house is dirty. And so I'll do the dishes. I'll take out the garbage. I'll sweep the floor. And then I'll realize, oh, I'm so ridiculous. It's saging. This house needs to be spiritually reset. That's what I'm feeling, the stickiness. So if you have some sage, light your bundle, let it burn, and then blow the end out, and then surround yourself in that smoke. Walk through your space with it. Walk, um, you know, wherever, inside, outside, the different rooms. And as you do, Set your intention. Invite in positive energy. And even better, if you have Palo Santo, you can burn that after doing a saging to invite in positive energy. But if you don't, just say it out loud. I welcome pure, positive, white energy into this space. Because as we know, nature hates a vacuum. And that includes vacuums of energy. So if you don't decide what kind of energy is going to come into the void that you created when you sage, then you're, it's up for grabs. It's like a you know karma lottery that you don't want to be a part of. An alternative method, if you can't have open flames in your space, invest in a salt lamp. Um, they're pretty reasonable on a lot of online sites and even at your small um, stores in your town. And that peach glow that it gives off makes a perfect nightlight. The salt itself will keep the spiritual energy in your space and within yourself clean and clear. Ring a bell. I've been part of some beautiful meditations that began and concluded with the ringing of a bell. I have a little copper bell outside um, my room that when I'm feeling anxious or I feel like I've been kind of mean or grumpy, I, I ring the bell and I let that tone just reverberate through me. And at first, uh, when I do it, sometimes it irritates me and I'm realizing that's that energy that It's this negative energy that's sticking to me that doesn't want to let go. So I keep ringing it and I really tune into it. And soon my vibration matches the beautiful vibration of the copper bell. Um, The next technique is new to me. I just, it just kind of came to me when I was in line this weekend. It's visualizing a wax exterior. So remember at the top when I told you about my new, um, uh, I profess to try to be proactive about you know, protecting my energy when I go out in public. Well, last weekend, I went to a artist market. It was amazing. But when I arrived, 
the line to enter the the event wrapped around the warehouse and my nerves started getting the best of me. I hadn't been in a cramped space like that, wall to wall with people, since before the pandemic. I've had to travel and be on a plane, but even that comes with these nice little dots on the floor to separate us. So this is new. How could I possibly manage my energy in a crowd? Well, as I stood in line, I set a boundary. No one has permission to invade my energy. I also acknowledge the converse. I don't have permission to invade the energy of others. No matter how curious I am, I can only see. I am not allowed to feel. Then I pictured myself being dipped in warm white wax. And it hardened over me like a second skin. I'd never employed this tact before, but it worked great. Like I slipped through the crowd. I... Uh, talked with artisans and enjoyed interacting with other people that were there that day. And after a few hours, I left the event and I felt really good. I wasn't desperate to get home and take a nap, recharge my battery, which is the norm. So I'll definitely try this again in the future. One of the simplest ways to reset your energy, uh, ground yourself, is to Retrieve and also, oh, and also to retrieve your energy from others that may be scattered about when you've been doing things is to be barefoot on solid ground outside. So strip off your socks, stand outside on the grass or gravel or dirt, whatever you've got, and just for a few seconds and feel the earth beneath you and your energy connecting to it and just kind of, it's almost like a flush. You just give your the energy that isn't yours back to the earth and it just works beautifully. So whenever I take out the garbage in the morning, if you're in my neighborhood, you'll always see me do it and probably roll your eyes at me, but I do it in bare feet. I scamper out the door, go down the cold steps. Even this morning when there was a light dusting of snow, I then I come back up and in the house. And when I close the door, I feel fantastic. Soaking in a tub or taking a shower can have a similar um, effect. If you set the intention to clear your spirit before you bathe, you can tackle two things at once. You'll step out squeaky clean inside and out. Baths are great too, especially if you add salt to the water, which pulls out toxins. I've also been taught that if you're pulling out toxins with salt in a bath, it's really important to, when you drain the bath at the end, you remain in the water as the water, the salty water and toxins drain away because it's part of the whole experience is just watching that flush out. It can get a little cold. Sometimes I get a little bit impatient right at the end. If you're not fortunate enough to have a tub, a little added aromatherapy to your shower goes a long way. So you know those um, fizzing bath bombs? I set one just outside where the perimeter of the showerhead spray lands. And the light sprinkle that it gets releases the essential oils in it. But the indirect spray allows it to last three, four showers, sometimes five. 
And the beautiful thing is you can breathe in and out that fragranted air and your space smells fantastic too when you step out. A super quick way to get your energy back when it's been all over the place. Maybe you've had a lot of projects going on. Maybe you've been with a lot of people. You've been doing a lot of things. You just feel a little scattered. Um, Hopefully you know what that feeling is. And next time you do, there's a simple way to bring it back to you. A lot of people recommend pinching the inside of your wrist, that soft skin on the inside of your wrist, just a quick pinch. And that pain brings all your energy back to you. A lot of people swear by that, but I do this thing called magnet. Um, I picture a metal ball and concentrate on its shiny silver gleam and then ask my energy to return to me. And pretty soon, tiny shards of metal, like little triangles, will swoop, come in, um, collect, and stick to the outside of the ball. And that's my energy that's returned to me. This is how I like to see it. And it, I find myself restored after I've pictured this. So our second topic starts with a confession. I'm addicted to podcasts. Having one is a perfect cover to disguise my addiction. I've been learning so much about people and places around the world. And lately, as I've been endeavoring to on this spiritual pursuit and make it part of my whole lifestyle, I've been relying on teachers that are on these podcasts that have been doing amazing work and they're interviewing incredible people. So on a recent episode, I heard a spiritual teacher say they talked about our midnight selves and they defined midnight selves as who we are in the dead of night. It's the rawest, most stripped down version of ourselves. And they got me thinking, what is my midnight self? So at first glance, I thought of myself beneath the covers, surrounded by pets, and I was smiling in my sleep at some like hyper enlightened dream that I was having. But that is a joke because that is, to be honest, not even close to accurate because midnight me is basically Miss Frizzle. You remember her from Magic School Bus, except imagine her coated in like sweat and then cat fur sticking to it. And she's scratching at herself, tossing, turning, and sometimes cussing. That's me. My midnight self is a neurotic, hyperactive, twitchy, sweaty wreck. It's the opposite of what you would think of me, I think, if you met me in person. And menopause makes it so much worse. And so does my cell phone charging inches from my pillow. So the last few weeks, I've been kind of doing research and in pursuit of improving my midnight self, making it more um, aligned with my daytime self, right? Finding balance. And pretty quickly, I learned that cell phones emit radiation that far exceeds safe levels. That was, I mean, I, I had heard rumors of that, but I confirmed it. So according to an the article I found in Healthline and the links to which are in the show notes, if you're curious about reading about it, um, they recommend you not sleep next to your phone or electronic devices. They also say, don't store them in your pocket, which uh, I do all the time with my phone. 
And they also suggest that when you can, power down your device. So at night, what I should ideally do is power off my phone and then have it charging across the room. But I'm the mother of two adult kids, so I'm not comfortable with that part of it. But I do now place my charging phone across the room from my bed. Another change I've made to my routine to keep from being that angry, sweaty, fuzzy Miss Frizzle is I have started to read a book before bed. I used to, and sometimes I do, but still, but I used to regularly watch alien television shows as I drifted off to sleep. But then I saw that studies showed your brain activity slows down more naturally with books than electronic screens. This was easy for me to do, but also it's been fantastic. I have this to-be-read pile that's massive, and I like had to break it up in two parts because it was toppling over, and now it's in three, and half of it's in a basket. Anyway, I never seem to find time to relax with a book. So this new tact is wonderful, and it's solved this problem. It's good all the way around. I also do what I did before today's cast recording, which is burning an incense match. And that smell, the matches that I have right now smell like frankincense and cinnamon. They just like pervade the space and just give my whole room a peaceful vibe. So doing all this was a success. I slept well. My midnight self was markedly calmer and a lot more pleasant. Then around four in the morning, my cat coughed and hacked and threatened to puke. So then the following night, I started the pre-bed routine by locking the cat out of the space. And I felt guilty about it at first, but it's the cat that interrupts my sleep more than anything else. And my dog Cooper seemed to enjoy this new protocol too, because in the past, our cat, he'll be dead asleep and our cat will walk down and bite him on the tail when he's sound asleep, which is kind of mean, really. I don't know where that comes from because they get along in the daytime. But both Cooper and I slept well. So I promised you spiritual hygiene and midnight self would coalesce, right? That's the big thing I found this week is that the the most impactful way to change the quality of my sleep is to get my spiritual energy right. If I clear off everything that's not mine and call back my energy to me, often I also, right before sleeping, I'll sit on the carpet and stretch my legs, my back, my neck, and kind of meditate. It's sort of a meditation, but it's more just like self-care. It takes five minutes tops and has also made a world of difference. I hope this information stays with you and it helps you to be whole and complete. I am certain that I miss some really great methods to spiritually align myself and clear but hit me with what works best for you in the comments. Also, I'd be grateful if you would share the show with a friend and maybe give it a like because it'll help others find Curious Cat in the search engine. Join me next week for a discussion about the big things that hold us back. It's a conversation in three parts, from accepting unconditional love to conquering your fear of death to banishing religious gatekeepers. It should be interesting.
I'd like to shout out my awesome audio engineer. Last week, I thought a ghost was messing with my recording. Turns out my gain was turned way up. Also, huge thanks to my art director, who's done this amazing job for the cover of my podcast. If you require either service, please find their links in the show notes and have peace of mind knowing that you are supporting some incredible up-and-coming human beings. Until next time, be kind to one another and extra good to yourself. I love you.